Hey guys, this is Matt from Dinosaur Pileup, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Shut down. Uh, like Everything. postponed. Yeah. So uh, from sports to I just saw today Disney Disney World got shut down to the end of the month. Um, yeah, man. All, that's you know that's museums and everything. It's a uh, it's a strange time to be alive. I don't ever remember anything like this ever. Like ever. Um, you know, and it seems like we were all amongst our friends talking the last few days about, you know, I can remember, you know, when the H1N1 virus or the swine flu virus broke out and, um, you know, bird flu and SARS and, and all of these other pandemics that we've gone through since the turn of the century. So in the last 20 years, um, and some of them have been much more lethal than um, than what we're going through with the coronavirus. But I've, I've never seen on a global scale things just shut down the way they are right now. And I, it's it's neither good nor bad. I know that there's people who are who are upset about it, but you know it's you have to look at it this way that you know just because you know you or I may go to a game and not get sick. Um, that's not to say that we can't bring it home to someone who would. And that person get ill. It's just a numbers game. And, um, you know, it's, it's it's not the end of the world. China's already on the upswing. We're just a couple of weeks, it seems, behind them. So I'm sure that, you know, within a month, life will be back to normal. Yeah, that's what we're kind of hoping for. I know that the talk was today that we're like, Ten days behind Italy, and Italy was kind of like we're on the same like trend tracking wise, like the graph, right. the graph side by side. So yeah, so like they're they're at the point where like nobody is going out right now. They're at like the peak. Like Italy has shut just, us just, all down. Like, all yeah, like we're like like we're shutting the studio down. Like yeah, full on. Like nothing. Yeah, so very interesting, and obviously, uh, it's it's really odd. Like between I was talking. You know, before we get into obviously hockey talk, but I was talking to my wife today, and it's like you're trying to balance. Like, I want to be a level-headed person and make sure I'm not sure. going to be like, you know, flip out about this. But then you like, like for example, we actually needed toilet paper today, and I literally went to three stores and it completely sold out. And I'm just like, so huh. can you explain why there's the rush on toilet paper? Because I, I that I don't understand. I don't either. That's the problem. I'm like, we just legit needed some, and then luckily yeah. I was able to. Luckily, I was just able to go by uh, a stop at Walgreens at the last the last second. I was like, well, I'll have to give it a whirl, and like, there was like a there was a one pack there, and I'm like, deal. 
and we're good to good go. For you, like, man. It's just like one of those things where it's like, okay, um, and then so you don't want to panic, but then you see like the empty, like all the disinfectants were like gone in a lot of stores, mm. and the toilet paper was gone, but a lot of paper towels, um, water was getting low. Um, I saw pictures of people taking our friend Wes. Uh, took pictures of him at Sam's and just like all of, all the paper towels and toilet paper are gone. The meat section is completely like wiped out at like a Costco and Sam's, which if you're in a Costco and Sam's, that's not a small section. Ridiculous. No. Yeah. So it's very, I don't know, you, like I said, you want to be concerned and be vigilant at the same time and you don't, but you don't want to go overboard. So hopefully everybody can find well, that balance that you I, like uh, you're, you're, you're cautious enough, but also you're not, um, Buying a uh, 500 rolls of toilet paper and you know locking, right. locking yourself up in the bunker. Well, and you know what's funny is that uh, two weeks ago I was in Las Vegas, and you know the coronavirus was a very real thing then. People talked about it, and I remember flying, like I remember making the comment to my boss, "Hey, should we be going?" Because obviously Las Vegas is a fairly international airport. You know, do, do you want us to stay home? And everyone's like, oh, it'll be fine. It's, you know, not that big of a deal. Don't worry about it. And, man, that airport looked like a uh, a field hospital, just with everybody wearing masks. But at the same time, like, I didn't think twice of it, you know. I, and I got on the plane and I got back. And, you know, we were all joking yesterday because we have a couple of friends who – seem to panic anytime things like this happen. And I'm like, well, you guys are all F anyway, because I got back from Vegas and two days later was hanging out in a room with you guys for hours. So if it's that, you know, if it's that bad, then we all have it. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's bizarre to see, like, how quick this country went from, eh, it'll be okay to, nope, shut it all down now. Yeah. Uh, today was literally, like, and I, you're almost like I was like on any kind of social media website or whatever the fastest way to get information was because it seemed like every hour, even maybe a half hour, there was something new that was canceled or shut down. Um, yeah. For for example, we'll, we'll talk about everything, but officially, uh, we don't are paused on the hockey season. So the Blues, uh, yep. along with the other NHL teams have officially had the season paused after last night, which would have been March 11th game, the Blues played the Ducks, and which we'll talk about. The Blues had at least had a good win, which is great. Yes. Uh, but uh, I made sure I stayed up and watched the game because uh, what happened that night, um, a lot of motion put it basically in my mind that we're not going to have hockey after tonight. Uh, the NBA player tested positive with the coronavirus that night, and the game was literally canceled within minutes of tip-off. Like, imagine having a puck drop, and then the refs all of a sudden get the horn, they go back to the thing, and they skate off the ice, and that's and the game's canceled. But pretty much what happened in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, and then there the was a power trade that canceled at yeah. halftime. Really? Yeah. I saw, uh, you know, so the litany of stuff that's canceled. Uh, MLB has paused. Uh, you know, they canceled the rest of spring training and uh, moved the start of their season two weeks. Um, yes. NBA is paused. They were the first. They were the one. They paused their uh, season due to two now two players have the coronavirus. They're on the same team on the Utah Jazz. Um, the MLS has paused their season. XFL has canceled the rest of their season. Yeah, so, and that, that that's the one to me that just seems a bit 
nuts. It's like they didn't pause it. They just said, we're done. See you next year. Yeah, they said, like, we'll be back next year. You know, if you want to cross all their offer refunds. And I like how they said they're like, we're paying our players still. They're going to get their full benefits. We're not just going to, like, leave these guys hanging, which is a good thing uh, to see. Um, Many other things I saw, the National Malls are getting closed down starting tomorrow. Um, The Disney World, Disneyland, I saw was shutting down until the end of March. So this is a very real thing, very, you know, very – Interesting time to live in because you nothing in my lifetime. Being 38 years old, I've never experienced anything like this. Uh, no. I guess the closest feel, this closest thing I've really felt to like, maybe not a dread feeling, but like a worried about the outside world type thing is when 9/11 happened. That for me, that's kind of like my closest equation I can really give it right now because it's just like sure. something major, something major that is going to be talked about years down the line is happening right now, and you're kind of like living in the moment, and it's very. Uh, I don't know. Like, I keep thinking interesting because I can't think of a better word because I just like it's just you know it's a lot of different things. It's you know like you want to see what's going on. It's it is scary. It could be a lot of different things. So it's kind of like you're in a wait and see. That's all you can really do because they don't know what this thing is exactly. So that's kind of like the right. mindset I think for me right now. Well, I you know I, I tweeted out a little bit earlier this evening. You know this is typically as a sports fan. This is my favorite time of year because yeah, March you got, Madness was off. March Madness was officially canceled today too. Gone, yeah. It, 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 March Madness is gone. Your hockey's now gone. The bat, races of basketball players are gone. Baseball's gone. Now the XFL, which is the new thing, is gone. Like there's nothing. This used to be one of those one of those times of years where, like, as a sports fan, there was something on damn near 24 hours a day for a month straight, and um. There's nothing, and it's it's yeah. going to be weird, man. It's, I mean, I'm, I, you know, look, it's not going to be the end of the world, but it's going to be a very delicate three to four weeks on how we uh, how we live and how we get around. And I still think that it's going to end up getting a little worse before it gets better. But you know, like you said, it's not a time to panic, and. Um, you know, you, you just have to keep your head about you and keep your wits about you. Yep. So, uh, so the, after all that talk, let's transfer into at least the hockey side of things right now. So, the NHL officially suspended their season on March 12th, uh, which is the day we're recording. Uh, so, the quick statement from Gary Bettman and the NHL and combined with NHLPA. In light of ongoing developments resulting from the coronavirus and after consulting with medical experts and convening a conference call of the Board of Governors, the National Hockey League is announcing today that it will pause the 2019-2020 season beginning with tonight's game. And it's also attempting to follow the mandates of health experts and local authorities while preparing for any possible developments without taking premature unnecessary measures. However, last night's news, the NBA player has a coronavirus and given our league shares so many facilities and locker rooms that now seems likely one of the members of the NHL community would test positive at some point. It's no longer appropriate to try to play those games. And which I just saw minutes ago, uh, the Dallas Stars has requested a testing kit for Alexander Radulov. uh, No shit. He was sick last week, but he's no longer showing symptoms, but they want to have him tested. So... They saw that come out today, so obviously they, the Dallas Mavericks are in that building as well. Mm-hmm. So um, who knows? And also, I mean, 
there was I saw a couple of different things where you could they said in within there's five teams you could pick out and between those five teams all 30 teams have an NBA have had contact with each other within I think it was five days if you like do the logistics or whatever right so like everybody's you know and obviously you know so. Everything's just being in a thing at this time. You just got to be almost extra cautious too. So maybe a lot of people I know are very upset that um, you know that they're doing maybe going too far, and then they're going to play in empty arenas for a while. That was the talk for San Jose and Columbus going into tonight's games, but then those obviously are postponed. Um, for example, what I was looking forward to on next weekend was Kansas City was the big Planet Comic Con that my family was looking forward to, and that got canceled today as well. Because Kansas City put a lockdown on the gatherings above 1,000 people. And I believe St. Louis is probably going to do the same thing pretty soon since they canceled almost all the St. Patrick's Day parades around the uh, city and county. So no more hockey for the time being. So that kind of puts a damper on things up, you know, for obviously us being a hockey podcast. Uh, and also the spinning a little bit here for our normal little wrestling talk. Um WrestleMania is in danger right now. As of today, they're still say they're going to play it by ear because it's still over a month away. But uh, that's in danger of possibly getting moved. I heard possibly getting moved to the summer is the speculation. Um, I would not be I would not be shocked if that happened. I mean, uh, a travel ban I from have, uh, uh, for Europe going on right now, so a lot of people from Europe yep. cannot make it over right now. So, no, it's true. Um, you look at you know just from a Broader standpoint of entertainment, sorry for the yawn, uh, the Coachella Festival has been postponed six months into October. Um, you're looking South at, by Southwest you know, is canceled, right? Yeah, South by Southwest, yeah, straight up canceled, not even postponed, but canceled. Pearl Jam is delayed shows. Guns N' Roses is delayed shows. Um, all of these big tours, all of these big concerts and festivals and things like that, are all at minimum postponing shows, if not full-on canceling. Um, so, you know, I would, I, if I was a bet man, I'd say that there's no way that um, if you have anything on your books between now and, to be honest, I'd say in mid-April that it's going to happen. I think you're looking at at least four weeks before we get to a place where the something might we can be do the stuff again. getting back in. Yeah, I'm thinking I said May 1st was my thing. I mean, that's six weeks. I think that's a lot of time to, for everything to kind of – them to kind of get a handle on things. Who knows? It could go, but hopefully in six weeks they get a – you kind of see the trend around the world and kind of how things are. You can copy off other countries that have a more better handle on things and have stopped the spread compared to, you know, so – it's going to be interesting. I said, I think, uh, I think I heard the, a report today said that uh, Chicago's, uh, excuse me, Illinois' governor said that he wants to put a mandate of no public gatherings over a thousand until May first. So, oh. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, that that's a lot of that nails a lot of things. That's a full month of their uh, the baseball season. You know, I don't know know if the Blackhawks make the playoffs, but that would be a damper on that. Um, obviously, sure, and the other big things that go up there. So, no hockey for the time being, but we get to talk about a couple of different things. We'll talk about the games this week. We've had three games to go over. I think we have two. We have one note for the Blues, which we'll talk about first. Uh, Troy Brower on waivers once again, cleared waivers. Uh, this is significant because 
it pretty much leads that Vladimir Tarasenko was going to be extremely close to returning. Uh, he might have, who knows, even played on Friday, which would have been tomorrow. But I don't think he, that wasn't confirmed by any means, but he was very, very close. If Brower was getting sent on waivers, possibly get sent down to San Antonio. Because you could have as many players as you want right now because the, the uh, trade deadline has passed, but you still have to adhere to the salary cap. So right. you could have you could have 50 players in your team making a million dollars each or whatever, you know, be cap compliant, you know, but you can only have, but, you know, you still have to be cap compliant. So that could be part of it, you know, with Tarasenko and then obviously with, you know, them having Scandella now and some other stuff. So they're just making sure that they're ducks in a row. And I think Tarasenko is going to be really close there, but uh, no dice, unfortunately. So we will never know if he's going to play the next game or not, but give some more time to heal. If they do this delay, we'll see how long this, uh, this season is paused. I'm curious to see what they do. If we're going to play the full 82, I, I, I think as long as this goes on, I think you're going to see the season cut down. I, I think – I saw something about yeah. the playoffs being back-to-back nights. Like, basically, if you're in St. Ooh. Louis, games one and two are like Monday, Tuesday, and then they fly to, let's just say, they play Nashville for the first round. Then they fly to Nashville, and they're off Wednesday, Thursday, but then they play Friday, Saturday. Yeah. To speed things up, basically. I, I don't know. My gut tells me that um, the longer this goes on, you're going to see them just cut the regular season words at now and go, sorry for you bubble teams, but these are the final standings, and we'll go from there. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think I think that we've legitimately got for the NHL, I would say, a three-week window before you start really having to look at cutting games down. Um, as long as they can still wrap up the Stanley Cup by the end of June, I think that you're okay. You know, last year it ended on June 12th. So you've got mm-hmm. to a two-, three-week window in there, in my mind, if I'm looking at things, before you need to start shaving games off or having a, a compact schedule. And, man, as intense as the Stanley Cup playoffs are, I think you are asking for big-time injury if you start trying to condense a seven-game series into, like, yeah, down. nine days. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if they how they're going to do the scheduling. I would say that they try to get every team of the same amount of games. Like, because obviously the Blues have, like, they have 71 games, but Dallas has 69 games. You know, so obviously there's like, I mean, Dallas is within. I think what you have to do is figure out, but you have to figure out how to play those teams. I I think the key is going to be is if those games in hand mean anything. Like, obviously, in the case of, you know, Colorado, yeah, it does right now because I believe all things being equal, if Colorado wins that game in hand, they would move ahead of the Blues, I believe. That's that's correct. I do have the tiebreaker, is what I heard. So, yeah, Chris, so, about that. but like, you know, in the case of Dallas, they're so far back of both Colorado and St. Louis, I don't think those games in hand matter much as far as moving up. Now, you have to look at as far as moving down, things like that. Um, it's going to be messy. There's going to be teams that are going to be pissed off. Um, but I, I think that if at all possible, you have to find some way to preserve your playoffs. 
Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. There. Yeah, it's going to be interesting on how they can pull this off. So, so we're going to go over the. So obviously we talked about the Brower news. There really much much news for the Blues outside of that. So we're going to talk about the three games this week. So the first one was the big Sunday night game against the last uh, regular season meeting with the Chicago Blackhawks. So a couple of things about this uh, game. For one, the Blues had a chance to sweep the regular season series with the Blackhawks for the first time in franchise history, which is crazy to think about since they've been around for it 50 really plus years and it's never never happened at least once. Because even the years when Chicago wasn't great, then the Blues were pretty good that didn't happen, which is kind of surprising. Um, and then obviously this year Chicago was really good and the Blues were bad, but they seem to play Chicago tough almost all the time, though. So it's interesting to see that that's never happened. The other thing, which was obviously the big uh, the big to do on the uh, Twitters, was the NBC Sports uh, that had International Women's Day. So they had an all women's uh, broadcast team from the two announcers to the on the ice, which was Kendall Coin Showfield, I believe. So I thought they were fine. I didn't. I, didn't, I, I could, yeah, tell, I could tell they were rough. They were rough. You know, obviously, obviously nerves are part of that because I know people jumped all over. I can't remember the, I have to look up the name of the woman who was the lead announcer. They said, oh, they said something about O'Reilly being the captain. And then, like, no kidding, I just, like, at commercial, I was just looking at my phone. And then, literally, every Facebook stupid uh, group of the Blues was just like, God, she doesn't even know who the captain is. Like, oh my God, did you All hear right. that? Did you hear what she said? Did you hear what she said? It's like, oh, she's horrible. Well, is like, it any worse than is it any worse than Pierre Maguire not being able to pronounce half the people's names? And yeah, guess what? Yeah, they and they said and they those women said both Peron, not Peron, or or they said Petrangelo, not Peter Angelo. They, they yep. said their names right. And like I said, I think as the game went along, they got better. Like, I think the, the Kendall Coyne Schofield was, like, rough at times, but she was, like, I think near the end, I thought they did really well. People were saying it was kind of yeah. boring and stuff like that, but it was, like, well, I thought people were saying, like, the, the lead announcer has yeah. never done – yeah, she never did um, hockey before, the color analyst. She never – she's done, I think, it was, like, college ball, I believe. But mm-hmm. she never did hockey, but, like, why should – I saw another – Somebody on Twitter was like, oh, well, she should go to the, do minor league hockey and learn how to do sports and stuff. And I'm like, you can she learn how to do like, names. She she probably is pretty well versed on how to do sports broadcasting, which is a skill yeah. in itself. So I think she'll be fine. I thought it was fine. It was, as I said, maybe if you mix them in with different partners, maybe you'll find a pairing that's really well where it's a man and a woman or two women or, you know, two women up high and then somebody down low was like maybe like a Darren Pang or something like down low and kind of like spruce it up a little bit. I don't know. I thought they were sure. fine. I would like to see it. I'd like to see it again sometime. And eventually what's the thing you do when you need to, to get better at something? You practice and get more reps at doing stuff. So yeah. maybe they'll get more chances and we'll see what happens. So that's my little. Yeah, I didn't that. think it was bad at all. I think, you know, like, look, I love, Doc Emmerich, I think that he is fantastic. I love the passion he brings to the broadcast. Um, but that said, like, I had no problem with the women who did the game for NBC. I thought that they were fine. They were concise. They called the game. You know, was the game a little monotone? Yeah, it was. But that's fine, man. You, you don't, I don't need someone losing their mind every time someone takes a pedestrian shot from the point. Um, I, you know, 
people hate change. They just do. And I felt like this, you know, this crew was under the gun from the moment they were announced that they were going to be on this broadcast. And that's not fair. And I thought that top down, they, they did a fine job. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, as the game goes on, the Blues had a very much feeling them out period for the Blackhawks. Jake Allen is in net. Uh, you know, near the end here, they're definitely going to try to get Bennington. I think has played really well. It seems like he's kind of come out of that little slump he was in for a while there and been playing really well lately. Um, the Blues, you know, the first period, I think it was very much just trying to get things kind of figured out and seeing, you know, you know, trying to find a groove, I think, because it seems like they were just kind of like not really pushing the pace or anything like that. Uh, Allen, I thought, was very pretty good in the first period. Second period, and this is what I think is I love when he scores a goal. When Robert Bortuzzo scores a goal, he reminds me of myself because he is, like, shocked that he scored. Yeah, yeah very true. Every time, like, when he scored this goal, he's on, he pinched up and was at the side of the Chicago net and uh, was able to roof it over Corey Crawford for his second goal of the season. And the Blues take a one nothing lead, and he was just, like, in shock that he scored. And I thought that was pretty hilarious that he was able to uh, get this goal. So, Rattuzzo gets him on the board in the second. So, the Blues won nothing through two. And I think as this period went on, they started to play really well. And then started to, like, really kind of, like, lock it down. In the third period, there was a couple of little chances, and there was really nothing after that. And the Blues get uh, one late uh, from uh, Schwartz at the 537 mark of the second period off a of really hard, uh, excuse me, Schwartz that went to Petrangelo, excuse me. Petrangelo roofs it, and that's a final score, 2 nothing. So a shutout for Jake Allen, who has been amazing in his last four or five games which you need mm-hmm. two goalies about this time of year with all the condensed schedule. And uh, there's really nothing else to say about, you know, we've talked about in Dodge about how Jake Allen is a good goalie, and despite what people say. 29 saves uh, for his 21st NHL shutout. And that shutout firmly puts him as number two among the Blues goaltenders all time as shutouts. And who is number one, Chris? Oh, Brian Allen. That's correct. So, but, you know, good for him. Uh, you know, Jake Allen is the very much a very unassuming 21 shutouts, which is weird to, to kind of think about. Like, you think about it, he's been on so many, he was in the Hitchcock system and had so many mm-hmm. really pretty good years, in my opinion. You know, obviously he had rough parts, which cost him, like, his starting job at times. But um, when he was on, he's on. And, that's, and right now he's in a groove. So, Blues take it, and they uh, finish up the road trip, head back to St. Louis. So, this is the game that was kind of reconfigured this week. So, this game was supposed to fall on Tuesday, but it got pushed to Monday. So, the Blues played back-to-back, and they played uh, Florida at home. Uh, I don't think the Blues look great in this game. You can tell they definitely played mm-hmm. the night before. Uh, the goalie, uh, Chris Dredger, has played really played pretty well, honestly, when the Blues actually did have some chances in the uh, – second period, the first and second period, but, you know, they didn't really push it until really the second period where I thought the Blues had most of their chances. Um, Colton Pareko with an absolute blast. Like, he's finally starting to learn to shoot the puck, literally after I trade him. Um, so that's mm-hmm. awesome. But 
Robert Thomas gets the assist. So now the Blues have the most players in NHL on their team with like 10 goals. So they have seven players with 10 goals at least, which that's kind of amazing. So it just shows you that not having your superstar for 90% of the season, you know, possibly more if you want to do the math, and they're still able to be in first place in the Western Conference and still have balanced scoring, which is really a testament to everybody on that team. Well, as you and I talked about, you know, many times during the season, we talked about it in the beginning of the year when we lost Tarasenko, is that, you know, this team uh, is a sum of parts. It is not a team like, say, the Chicago Blackhawks or, um, to a lesser degree, the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Tampa uh, Bay Lightning or even the Washington Capitals, which have, you know, one or two huge stars and then support players. You know, we have good players on every line. Obviously, Tarasenko is a superstar, but he's not one of those guys that everything has to go through him. Uh, you can take him out of this lineup, and this team can still function at a very high level. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, it's really great how they can spread it out. The defense has been scoring a lot lately, which is good and also concerning to a degree that their forwards haven't been putting the puck in the net. But uh, can't argue with wins, I guess, when they have their winning games. Really can't argue. They're nine after before this game. They're nine and one in their last ten. Uh, unfortunately, the Blues didn't hold the lead that long. Got some penalty uh, troubles here. Mike Hoffman, uh, the Blues almost cleared the puck. Had the puck almost cleared, and it was kept in on the point. Mike Hoffman has the puck for the second time on the power play and gets the goal right under uh, Jordan Bennington's arm. That's 16-12 mark. Uh, I guess that power play goal. The other thing I'll point out, on a breakaway this period, uh, he had a, the save where he did a complete splits. In, on a, on, they were short, Blues were on the power play at the time, and it was a shorthanded chance, and it was an amazing save. And I think Jordan Bennington on it at the right time of year, which is good to see. You know, hope now, obviously mm-hmm. we don't know we don't know what's going to happen now, but you know before this game during this game I was like all right you know he's on it I'm happy uh, a weird kind of play and unfortunately in the third period the Blues relinquished the lead Brett Connolly gets a goal it it was like a weird like Bennington kind of got knocked off his post another player was cross checked from behind and knocked like looked like there should be an interference call but it really wasn't didn't happen and the goal counts. So no, no argument from the Blues. I, you know, at least, you know, nothing you can really review for non-calls. And unfortunately, they finally didn't really kind of push the pace until after this goal and too little too late. Uh, they said Chris Drager was pretty good, 26 saves total, and the Blues fall 2-1 to one after winning in Chicago. So Florida just played like more of a desperate team. The Blues really from what I noticed in the third period on my notes, that they had trouble getting it out of the neutral zone. They had trouble doing everything. Yeah, it was not but a yeah. great, like, game. It was just one of those games you could tell no. they were tired, and they were, like, fighting the puck, like, most of the time. It seemed like passes weren't crisp. A lot of – and that's the other thing, too. It seems like they're trying to be a little too cute lately. Mm-hmm. A lot of passing. Like, we know Robert Thomas. Like, we know, like, if I was playing in an NHL right now, 
I would pay the pass for Robert Thomas 100% of the time. Because he actually yeah. took the shot and scored, I'd be like, wow, that's, uh, that's on me. Uh, because then I'd see, I'm like, that's not on me because he basically never shoots. Cause you always never. feel, always, I mean, mind you, the kid is mind-bogglingly good. And sometimes mm-hmm. he does get the puck through when I'm like, you know way you can get that puck over to somebody, and he does. And I think half the time people, like, don't expect it to be there, and it does. So, uh, like I said, a little too cute with the puck lately. Let's hopefully they can clean that up and just start putting more pucks on that because I think that's one of the keys they had during last year's playoff run that when they were playing at their best, they were just fumbling everything towards the net and wearing teams out that way. So, last game of the week. So, this is the makeup game for exactly a, exactly a month to the day. The Blues, uh, the makeup game with Anaheim, they go travel to Anaheim now. After the game got rescheduled, obviously, from a month ago for when Jay Bomeister had his cardiac uh, event in Anaheim. So, the game is very odd how this is. So the game starts one-to-one. So, Ivan Bart, so the only stats that count are goals and assists. The plus-minuses, the shots, the goals against, none of that counts, like, towards official stats, which is weird, but... You know, I just, I don't, it's really hard to describe. It's like you, just the goals and assists count just towards player stats. So if you had a bet that Ivan Barbashev would score first last night, you're correct, because he did. Huh. Like, if you, if you, if you, if you went by, if you went by the, uh, score sheet, that's who scored first. Um, so the Blues and, uh, Ducks one to one and they play in a full 60 minutes. And the other stat, which I thought was very interesting, if either of the goalies did not let any goals in, they would have been credited with a shutout, technically. Even if the score was 2-1, yeah, they would have scratched credit because they had this like little like little cheat sheet on the screen before the game started, and Darren Pang was talking about it. Like, all these are all the rules that they came up with, basically. So, once again, Jake Allen is back in net, and I'm perfectly fine with this every other game because the games are going to be really intense coming down the, the stretch here, and you're going to be playing a lot of games in a short amount of time. Um, you know, obviously things have changed, but, you know, so it was good to see Jake get back in, especially how good he's been lately. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So Blues and Ducks, one-to-one. Uh, I thought the Ducks pushed the pace pretty well to start, considering how, uh, you know, they're not really a great team. But... Uh, I don't really say like they have a couple guys still. I think Josh Manson. I thought was a guy. I thought was a really good guy. <laughs> I really wish the Blues would. Uh, he was on the trade block supposedly. He's some guy that I'd really like the Blues to look into. Maybe for Justin Falk. Probably not going to happen, but you know, that'd yeah. be cool. But you know, so according to these stats here, Adam Henrique with his 26 at the zero second mark, then Ivan Barbashev with his 11th at the zero second mark. So, <laughs> so they both scored. So. First goal for that actually scored that night was Axel Trangelo with another power play goal, a shot from the point off the post and in against, uh, I don't think it's Alex Stolarz, S-T-O-L-A-Z-R-Z. I believe that's and, the way you pronounce it. Uh, yeah, and he played really well for being a guy that I like haven't really heard, and uh, he had a really good save on Sammy Blay when Sammy Blay had a um, backhander right in front of the net, and he went side to side and gloved it. I thought it was one of the best saves of the night. Uh, but he was keeping them in it when the Blues were pressing later in the first period. So, one nothing, going to the, se- the second period. And I kept hearing this name all game, and I, like, 
was like, man, that name sounds familiar. Why does that name sound familiar? And then finally, it, it when he actually scored, it clicked. So the Blues, mm-hmm. former prospect who went back to Finland and had a very interesting name. That's why I remembered it. It was Yanni Hakapa. Yep. He mentioned it many yeah. times on the show. Yeah, so Yanni Hakapa gets his first ever NHL goal now against the Blues. Uh, from Adam Henrique at the 13:28 mark, basically shot from the point off an instant faceoff kind of, and uh, just snuck through Jake Allen. Just one of those goals that just had had eyes pretty much, and got right between his uh, uh, arm and his uh, side. So it happens. I mean, I was like, man, what does that name sound familiar? And they said it. I'm like, damn it, that is right. He was our property, and then he didn't want to come back because the Blues didn't have a spot for him. So. He didn't want to play in the minors anymore, but I guess he uh, found a spot with the Ducks and uh, obviously doing well because he has first NHL goal. I want to see what your thoughts are about this goal This goal I'm going to talk about next. So Zach Sanford gets a 16th from O'Reilly and Blay. So the Blues uh, draw a penalty and have mm-hmm. – and are just kind of cycling the puck. There was this one part where they had the puck for a split second, but Alexander Steen quickly got – into Adam Henrique and took the puck away. He only had the puck for a brief second, but I thought it could have been called like that he had possession. The play continues, shot from the point, and uh, Sanford's right there because the Blues have an extra guy, and he has a backhander and scores. The Ducks are furious. They said, you know, the ref said you never had possession, so it's not a non-reviewable thing. So 17-13 of the Second period, Zach Sanford scores. Um, I would be pissed off if I was a Ducks fan too. I, there were two occasions during that delayed penalty call that I thought that the refs could have and probably should have called the play dead. Uh, and both times, you know, the Ducks knocked the puck away, but I guess didn't quote have control. But I've seen that exact same play count and be whistled for the dead puck so many times. Um I don't know I don't know why they didn't why they didn't blow the play dead. I, I really don't. I would be I would be pissed off if it, if it had gone the other way and the Ducks had scored on us that way. Yeah, I thought the same thing too. I was very much like, oh I'm surprised they didn't call that. There was almost a second one where after the shot from the point from uh you know Riley put a shot on that and there was, I believe it was, it could have been Josh Manson or someone, another Ducks defenseman had it in his feet, but didn't have, like, on his stick at all. And that's when Sanford was able to corral it and put it by uh, Stolarz. So, interesting there. Uh, third period comes around. I think the Blues played really well and kind of played their their style and just kind of made sure they didn't uh, uh, let anything close in. You know, Jake Allen uh, played pretty well again. Uh, Petrangelo gets a goal at the 19-minute mark. Thanks, uh, uh, Michael Delzato, former Blue. A uh, basically the puck was cleared out like a little flipper shot and it was going definitely wide the net. But uh, Delzato tried to knock it down as he was getting back towards his own net and basically yep. directed more towards the net instead of having it go wide and you couldn't catch up with it. And then Petrangelo gets the goal. So two goal night for him, his 16th of year. That's definitely a career high for him. That's good to have during your uh, contract year. Falk with his and, and the Blues pick up the win. And it looked like the Blues were going to just be keeping pace for a second there, and then all of a sudden it was 2-2 two to two for the Avalanche and Rangers. And then, of course, the Avalanche score in 
overtime. So they keep pace with the Blues. So the Blues right now, 71 games played, 42-19-10 for 94 points, and they have 33 regulation wins. And unfortunately, that's the thing that's going to hurt them at the end because Colorado has 37 regulation wins. So no matter how they get their points next time, if it's in a shootout or whatever, they're going to pull ahead. So it's very key to be ahead of them. Dallas, though, is slumping. 0-4-2 in the last uh, six. So maybe you want to drop and maybe go against Dallas and compare it to one of those wildcard teams that have been playing hard to get in. So right now, it's two central teams, Winnipeg and Nashville. We would play Nashville in the first round right now. That would be a, that would be a series to say. I believe so because Nashville's kind of had our number. Yeah, I mean they have the exact same record, and they just have the tiebreaker right now. It goes to um, you have one more regulation. Excuse me, than Vancouver has the same amount of points. So Vancouver's right on their heels. Minnesota's been playing amazing, and they're one point behind. So if play resumes, there's going to be. Uh, quite the contest for the wild card. Winnipeg has two games, uh, played two more games than both Nashville, Vancouver, and Minnesota. And then uh, Arizona's pretty far out. They're about six points, four points out of the last spot. So they got a chance. Chicago is eh, eight points, six points out. So Chicago is more than likely not going to make it. Arizona's got a distance shot, but you got – there's two teams that are going to be knocking on the doorstep and not going to make the playoffs in the mm-hmm. and the uh, West for sure. So when play resumes, so who knows when that will happen. So right as of right now, we are in limbo for the uh, rest of the season. Um, somebody I did somebody did say that apparently according to the NHL rules, I don't know if this is true at all that whoever has the most points of the year technically is the Stanley Cup champion. Well, which I don't know if that's true. That would be the Boston Bruins. Exactly. They just got 100 points last night. So, or the day before, excuse me, 100 points. And so they would be this, if that's remotely true. So we'll see. So I'm just thinking, I think that's all the really news we got right now. So, like I said, until play resumes, it's going to be, uh, uh, very sparse, uh, you know, hear, hearing from us at least because we'll, you know, if we have something to talk about, we might have some other stuff. We and Chris are going to talk about getting some, different things together and uh, putting something out there if this kind of drags on just to kind of, you know, keep everybody ready for the hopefully upcoming hockey season. So agree. We'll see. So if you get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at blues hockey NHL and Chris is at, at Hossapalooza. And also you can find us on the Instagram and Facebook and that is Blues Hockey Podcast. And don't forget about our website. That's blueshockeypodcast.com and .net. If you want to find where the podcast is at, you can find it at virtually any podcast directory, and that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, etc. And don't forget, if you want to help support the podcast, uh, you can do one of two things. You can either click on our fanatics link and buy some stuff there. There's a, I saw the Blues released a bunch of like, uh, St. Patrick's Day themed stuff. So if that's your uh, kind of thing, you got a bunch of different mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day things out there. Second thing is you can buy one of our shirts and then we'll be having something with, uh, that coming up soon. So pay attention to our social medias. 
The other thing that we'll definitely have coming up on Saturday is 314 Day. So obviously, in yep. St. Louis, we'll, we're going to have a, a giveaway on the social media. You know, and that's the other thing, too, is pay attention to our social medias all during, hopefully, this very brief uh, pause in the season. We'll uh, I'll be throwing some stuff out there to get everybody to keep everybody engaged. I'll, keep, I'll have a couple of things uh, set aside for giveaways. Then we'll keep stuff just to keep things uh, – try to keep things light and uh, keep things uh, – keep the hockey talk going while there's no hockey being played. So – Trying to think of anything else. I think that's it. So, man, like I said, everybody, be safe. We'll, see, you know, and we'll see what happens. You know, so if you need, you know, everybody just, you know, I don't know if everybody gets to go out yet. I guess is that who knows what's going to happen. You know, everybody gets to no mass gatherings as of right now. <sighs> yeah, it's you know, like I said, so, we said at the top of the podcast. I think that. You know, things may get worse before they get better, but, you know, there's no need to panic. You know, everyone just take care of yourself and use common sense. You know what I mean? Uh, I I know it should go without saying, but apparently it doesn't. Hey, man, wash your hands. You know, stay clean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stay clean. Wash your hands. Yeah, I mean, the the easiest way to combat the uh, spread of this virus is to – clean yourself and, and clean the places where you have been. And I think if, if we can all just do that and try to take care of ourselves, uh, things will work out. And um, yep. that's it. I don't need, We don't need to go all Jerry Springer and, you know, moment of, of wisdom or whatever. Oh, but I, I think him. common sense. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. So thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, hopefully talk to you soon. See ya.